Welcome into another Red Out Podcast. Glad to have you all back with us. Uh, we've got some big news tonight. We've got football to talk about and all that good stuff. So hang out with us. Hey, how about them tops, son? All day, SEC You're listening to the Red Out Podcast. All right. Thanks, guys. We'll let that fade out a little bit. And I'll do a quick ad from our sponsor this episode. I know it changes me in the past. I've needed a therapist. We all need someone. And it's a strong person who can admit it. I talked to my doctor who referred me to a therapist. And I really didn't have much say as to who the therapist was. But with this episode's sponsor, BetterHelp, you do. You can filter out who you would like to talk to, age, gender, religion, and more to pair you with the person who works best for you. And if the person isn't exactly who you are wanting, you're not stuck. You can switch counselors. BetterHelp strives to offer affordable, professional, and accessible online therapy. So go to betterhelp.com redout today to save 10%. By doing this, you not only support us, you can work toward a brighter, healthier you. Thank you to BetterHelp for sponsoring this episode. Yes, thank you all so much. We appreciate it. And we've got Jared tonight. We got Alex tonight. We are talking some pro tops. Uh, but first, I want to talk to you guys. I appreciate your listing and our subscribers and everything else that you do. Um, we are going to start a new phase of the Red Out Podcast, as you saw last week. Our YouTube uh, listeners, watch watchers, whatever, um, <laughs> kind of got some notes and some visual aids to follow along with to help uh, to, to uh, keep you all on track when we go off the rails. Uh, so what we're going to do is we're going to step into the Patreon phase of everything. And um, what that means is, is those of you who have been typically listening or watching on YouTube, uh, you will be listening a little bit later than normal. Um, but we will, uh, those who have been listening a little bit later than normal, you will start getting episodes at noon Eastern our time on Thursday instead of listening to those as soon as they drop. Um, if you'd like to listen to them as soon as they drop, you can. You can join our Patreon. Uh, it's Redout. Uh, Patreon.com slash Redout. There goes my ring doorbell. Sorry about that. Um, but yeah, you, if you become Patreons, uh, they're our lowest tier, uh, my dudes, it's $3 a month. Uh, next tier is our producers. They're $7 a month. And the f- last tier is executive producer. It's $12 a month. Um, basically, that will help support the podcast. Uh, at least get it not in the red, uh, but get it where you know it's actually sustaining itself. Um, and it, we would appreciate all your support by doing that. And, you know, uh, there are advantages. You, uh, if you join at the $3 mark, you get to join our Discord. We'll talk football. We'll talk basketball. Rumors that we're hearing, you know, all that good stuff. If you just want to, you know, talk to the guys one-on-one live, we're on there. So be glad to hit you up and do all that good stuff. So we appreciate your support. Um, if you are not able to financially contribute, you know, liking and sharing episodes helps us out a lot too. So first, like always, winners and losers. Uh, Jared, what do you got, buddy? Oh, man. Uh, so I didn't, I've tried to think about this so hard. I mean, loser to me 
like this is kind of premature because we played them this week. It has to be Hawaii because they got absolutely thrashed by Vanderbilt. So that makes me feel a little better about this weekend's matchup. But for Vanderbilt to drop 63 points on you, that that's something I don't think I've ever seen in football before. Like that is impressive. And it was like midnight too. It was a late game out in Hawaii. So I'm sure those Vanderbilt guys, they were probably still kind of jet lagged and everything else from being over there, but it didn't keep them from like absolutely slaughtering them. them. Yes. Yeah, just tearing them <laughs> apart. So that was really surprising. I guess just the winner is all of us because college football season is back, y'all. I mean, yes. the NFL will be starting on the 11th. I mean, this is week one, technically, of college football. We were the very first college football game on Saturday. I was there. It was so fun. Um, I'm just glad that it's back. So what did you think of the uh, crowd? Were you were you happy with the crowd size or should it have been, well, you know, do you think we should have had some more people there? What do you think? I think they said it was like 13,000 or something, which, I mean, that's not horrible. But, no, but I mean, still. it could definitely be a lot better, especially it was the first game of the year. And, of course, all of the students had just got on campus and everything. I feel like the, stu- the berm definitely could have been filled up. I think that they could have easily gotten all of the students in. I don't know where they were all at, but I feel like it could have been better. It was still annoying because all the places with shade in the first half were basically gone. So I was frying to death the entire first quarter. So that was a lot of fun. And it was a tale. It was probably the most chaotic game I've ever been at weather-wise because it was like direct sunlight, 90 degrees for the first half and then literally as soon as the bands were done playing at halftime it just comes like a massive rainstorm and it's raining the entire third quarter so yeah that's that's what i've heard that's what i heard i was i kind of caught some of the the talk from uh, louisville's station because they went down there because louisville didn't have a game last week um yeah so they were down there and they were like we got soaked it was almost like a spin cycle is what they called it which i thought yeah was i got sunburned and then soaked so that's like the perfect combination <laughs> you get super hot but at least get cooled off yes uh and i will say um another thing i guess loser toppers this week and this there's going to be a specific reason for that the game being at nine or i'm sorry midnight eastern time yeah, 11 o'clock central time. That is horrible. It's just like, oh my gosh. That's just so bad. We'll go I mean, from um, the first college game to the last. <laughs> <laughs> the last one that'll be played that day. I mean, yeah. if you have like a third shift job or just happen to be still up at like 1130, I mean, it's your treat. But other than that, it's like just playing in the void. Unless you're in Hawaii, of course, but... Well, yeah, exactly, but... I mean, and and yes, people working third shift, I mean, we got some listeners in the UK, you know, they're going to be listening at 6 a.m. Lucky them. But, mm-hmm. you know, it's like, uh... <laughs> you know, for us Eastern Time people, it's like, this is miserable. Um, I will say, I will probably not catch the game live. I'll have to do it... Uh, I'll have to catch it the next morning because I'm too old. I'm not staying up yeah. that late. I will say right now, if you're going to try to keep up with live updates from the towel rack for this game, either you're insane or just don't <laughs> count on it. Because I'm going to be going to Eastern Tennessee. I'm going to going like my favorite place, Fall Creek Falls. I go there every year. I'm going to be over there. So, I mean, I won't even get to see the game regardless. I'm going to be out of town, even if it was at a respectable hour. But don't expect a game recap to be posted on the towel rack at 2 o'clock in the morning unless Fletcher is just insane. 
<laughs> yeah, whatever time that game will end, it's ridiculous. Yeah, that's uh, it's a pretty wild game. Um, Alex, what do you have, buddy? Okay, for uh, my winners, would have to be just piggybacking off of what Jared said. Just the whole entire country right now, college football is back. Even though we were the first college football game by at least 30 to 45 minutes in week zero, all the other games, if you're basically just a fan of all team, like all levels across the board, this weekend it's got some great matchups. Of course, we got Hawaii. Um, but still, football's back. The NFL is also going to start the regular season in the less than two weeks. Mm-hmm. So yeah, just, hey, football weather's slowly coming up, so it's great. And the losers and fans of this program, y'all have to probably agree with me on this one, but just the downfall of Nebraska football <laughs> currently going on right now. And for like our younger listeners, Nebraska is in the same realm as like, the USC's or the Notre Dame's, like in the late 80s to like 90s, early 2000s, Nebraska was one of those universities that just you wanted Nebraska, to go there. Miami, yeah, totally agree. Wanted to go there and play, and they were very uh, contending in national championships at one point. Over the years, the program has went downhill somewhat. That got picked up. It got transitioned from the Big 12 to now the Big 10, and it's really not that much of a difference, but they did play one of their openers overseas in Dublin, Ireland, if mm-hmm. I'm not mistaken. And it was just a lot of questionable play calling going. Like they even had a 10 point lead and they kicked an onside field goal <laughs> and somehow lost it. <laughs> and they basically just ended up dropping the game to Northwestern. So it was as bad as that was, it was a conference opener in another country. So it just like That's Nebraska wild. fans, I feel y'all's pain right now. I really do. I mean, just Alaska, well, Alaska fans, Miami Dolphin fans, Indiana <sighs> Pacer fans. You know, they it's just all, the all get lumped into the Suffering. same thing. Yeah. <laughs> At least the Dolphins, they were good in the seventies, which obviously I wasn't alive for that. The Pacers were good in like the early two thousands. I didn't care about it then. So I mean, I have yet to see any golden era of any of my favorite sports teams except WKU football. Dadgummit, I have seen it. Okay, so serious note, um, I we do have some former uh, Hilltopper football coach news. Uh, <clears throat> excuse me, Eastern Kentucky's coach uh, Walter Wells used to co- coach offensive line at Western when I was on the Hill. So he uh, is head coach over at Eastern right now, and he uh, recently, I think it was Sunday morning, had a, quote, cardiac event. Uh, So he was rushed to the University of Kentucky, and as far as I know, he's doing good right now. Uh, He's on the recovery. So, you know, send good thoughts, send prayers, you know, whatever you all are comfortable with. Uh, You know, just send good juju his way. And I'm sure his wife will appreciate it. Um, so he is on the men's. I don't know what cardiac event means, but uh, just uh, just send uh, send the good juju. He'll really appreciate it. Yeah, for sure. So, yes. Lighter note. <laughs> um, so go back to my script outline. Sorry about that. Yeah, uh, Coach Wells was one of those coaches. He always cracked me up. Uh, you know, he was 
he's offensive line coach, so he was always like super strict with the with O line. Um, you know, really just really tear into him. Why are we snapping? Yeah, there he is. There's Matt. Uh, yeah, that's and uh, he. Uh, hey boys, I'm I'm pulling up in the parking garage. <laughs> On campus, our live correspondent yes. Matt McKay. Yes, going into the uh, volleyball. That's right. Volleyball, we can. Uh, it's a big stay one. informed. Uh, but yeah, have you heard anything out of Wales? I I Matt. haven't heard anything since. I haven't heard anything since I saw the update about the quote unquote cardiac event. Um, but okay. I mean, it, it kind of, yeah, we don't really know and can't speculate, but, um, yeah, I don't want to speculate yeah, or anything, but yeah, but he was such a, uh, he was an intense guy, but it was all a, a character act that he put on. Like he really is a, just a nice man <laughs> when you like, if, if he's off the field away from the players, oh my you God, know, yes. he's one of those like yes. classic football coaches, um, that you just think of screen and all that stuff. And as he's yeah. away and out of character, he's just like, "Hey, man, how's it going? You good? Good to see you." You know. Yeah, he was just super a nice, nice guy. super nice. Um, but uh, he, <laughs> the funniest thing, and I will probably, as long as I live, I'll never forget this. The coaches <laughs> pranked the coaches pranked the team. Matt, were you working with the team when that happened? When they pranked him? Uh, which prank? <laughs> the one where, um, okay. Let me just tell the story. I don't want to run yeah, tell the story and I'll let but, you know. So um, we're having, we're having practice scrimmage. Everybody's just kind of, you know, Wells is just seems like, you know, he's having a rough day. He's just going, you know, he's, if he's normally at a hundred percent, he's at 200% on his guys. Same thing for Mathis. And then they start mouthing back and forth and they start oh. me, 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 me. And we're going team, you know, team, you know, whatever. Um, offense versus defense, and Wells is yelling at his guy, and Mathis is like, he's not got it. You know, he ain't going to do it. He can't beat so-and-so. And then they start mouthing back and forth. Well, what are you going to do about it? What are you going to do about it? And then they start running across the field and fighting. And <laughs> yes, I remember coaches, that. <laughs> the coaches, of course, it was, the, it was towards the end of Elson, if I remember right. Elson uh-huh. uh, got all the players circled up to start doing up-downs, and I'm sitting here and I'm almost like, it's not even like their fault. It was the coaches fighting. Why are we got the guys doing this? <laughs> and uh, you know, of course, he's like, "Chop them, chop them!" I can't believe this. That's, you know, oh, it's going on. And uh, and then, of course, then he starts blowing the whistle, and he's like, "Gotcha!" And we're all like, "What? Like, what is going on?" Uh, it, was, it was pretty funny, and it was a pretty realistic fight, if I remember right. That was. I don't think they ended. They pulled any punches. They were really like going at it, as far as I remember. But it was pretty funny. Um, yeah, but, but yeah. Hope hopefully uh, Wells is uh, doing a lot better. And and there's no telling why we were zero and twelve that season. They were busy <laughs> scripting fights in the middle of practice instead of trying to win. We only fight North Texas, remember? Hey, that's nope. right. Bring your sledge, baby. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Uh, Jared, do you want to talk about the uh, softball facility? And I'll let Matt talk about volleyball news in a sec. I mean, just kind of briefly, but yeah, I mean, today, I think it was either today or yesterday was the groundbreaking for the new uh, soccer and softball facility. So that was awesome. They got to let a lot of the players and coaches and stuff have shovels and be a part of it. So I don't know when it'll actually be finished, but it's definitely long overdue for that. 
as well as indoor football facility. Both of those additions on campus are long overdue. So I'm really, really happy to see them get that. I mean, they've definitely earned it. So no, softball's been killing it. Really happy for them. So that's going to be a good addition on campus for sure. Yeah, that's that's uh, pretty sweet. Um, Matt, I believe they've already opened it too, right? Didn't they do it and it's done? I have no idea. Can't answer that. Uh, do you know, Jared? I thought they just did. Yeah, man. Can y'all hear me? It's breaking up on my end. Um, uh, okay. Matt. Can y'all hear me? He's stuck in PS2. There we go. Uh, uh, uh. Hello. I can I can hear you. Yeah, I'll hear you fine. I'm just messing with you. <laughs> you douchebags, man. I, all I hear from y'all is like, <laughs> I don't know if I'm talking or not. Sounding like an idiot. <laughs> anyway, yeah, I'm excited. Uh, tonight is uh, number three Louisville and number 22 Western uh, Volleyball. It's at Diddle. So if you're currently listening and you're close to Bowling Green, uh, turn it on in your car and head up to head up to the game. Um, it should be really interesting. I mean, two top 25 teams. Um, it's a pretty pretty exciting, and it should if Western can win, it should set us up nicely to have a really super high quality win. If we lose, there there just aren't a ton of opportunities for us, you know, a quote unquote a mid major school to make a splash and find a way to host NCAA tournament. But um, Western has done that before and has done it recently, and this will be a huge step. Ironically, when they hosted, they lost to Louisville in the second round. But, um, yeah, that's, I mean, yeah, it's just, uh, is, it's an exciting – volleyball you, so, yeah. And the yeah, game is I mean, uh, to uh, – go ahead, you're good. Oh, um, anyway, I was just going to say, I mean, it's just – just a really exciting time, um, and even though we lost, I think six seniors and stuff, we're still ranked for like the thousandth year in a row. Um, and uh, it's really just uh, amazing what Travis Hudson continues to do. Go ahead. All right, Completely the game agree. is televised. Go ahead, You're good. The game should be televised. It's on ESPN Plus. If you're local here in Bowling Green, possibly it'll be on PBS. Yes. Yes. There uh, we go. We need to continue our push to get Travis Hudson a statue next to Diddle. Mm-hmm. Maybe not as tall, but just, you know, right up there next to it because he's done so much 80, with volleyball. 80-foot statue. <laughs> Make him look wow. like those communist dictators in, like, Russia, those like those massive statues they have of, like, Stalin. Make it as big as that. You know, what would be really statues. funny? Is this, like, ancient Babylon really... or something? <laughs> Maybe. Bow down <laughs> to almighty Travis. <laughs> what would be really funny is... Uh, if we could get like a, a, net, a volleyball net to put right in front of Diddle and then have a statue of Hudson like jumping up to spike it in, into Diddle, that I think that'd be great. Nice. And apparently nobody else does it, but okay, that's fine. It's <laughs> <laughs> a first time for everything. So, Alex, I'm going to let you roll with the, uh, the Pro Tops update. Okay. Um, this season is going to be very interesting just because we have not only three new Hilltoppers into the fold, but just some in very interesting situations. I'm just going to start with uh, this last class, Bailey Zappi. He is on the Patriots roster. He made it. It doesn't seem 
if he's going to be the number two or the number three guy behind Mac Jones. But all I know is Bill Check does these things for a reason. I think he sees something very special in Bailey. So he might be an insurance plan if Jones goes down. Or I don't know. It's still the post-Brady era in New England. So there's no telling where they're going to go at this point. And if Zappi becomes, quote-unquote, that guy, then that'd be great. Also, D'Angelo Malone, uh, he also made the Falcons roster. He could potentially be on the rotational side as they're in a 3-4 defense, which is three linemen, four linebackers. So he could see some playing time, or he could start later in the season. We really don't know. Jeff Stearns was cut by Tampa Bay after having a pretty decent offseason, but it seems like he'll probably get a practice squad opportunity or waivers elsewhere. Jordan Meredith was originally waived by the Raiders, but was brought back this morning to the practice squad for much-needed offensive line depth. So going on to Mike White, he is listed as quarterback number three on the Jets behind current starter Joe Flacco and the injured Zach Wilson, which Wilson's going to miss week one. And whatever the Jets do at this point is, your guess is good, Amon. It's the Jets, after all. Mm-hmm. Fans in the start rotation for the O-line, they have cut at least two guys. And I know Becton, their original first rounder from a couple years ago, is injured again. So you'll be able to see Fant on the line. Higby, there's not much on him. He's definitely starting tight end this year for the Rams as they try to go for Super Bowl number two defending this year. And the free agents we got are Joel Ibunue. He was waived by the Seahawks. Deion Yoder was waived by the Cardinals. They're both in free agency, like I said. Forrest Lamp is on the injured reserve for the Saints, effectively ending the season. And in other news for football, John Haggerty is ripping in the CFL. His Argos are set to take on the Ticats. Monday, along with Deontay Ruffin, he was injured for a bit, but He's made well over 20 tackles, being on the secondary for the Calgary Stampeders. Both of those teams will play their rivals Monday on ESPN Plus if you're looking for some football to watch on Labor Day. And that's all I got for Pro Tops. What about right. Devin Key with the Chiefs? Was he able to stick around? He was cut, and I don't think the Chiefs brought him back on the their practice squad, so he could get picked up. I was watching their last preseason game, and Key actually made like the game-winning like deflection that made the Chiefs win. So that I saw that play too. Out. It was yeah. really good, that but sucks. it the camp. Well, I mean, for one, some whatever reason, they take pride in defensive depth. But I don't know. I think the key move was still a head scratcher. So maybe they'll bring them back mid-season like everyone else. But that's all I know. Yeah, that's uh, that's. I always enjoy seeing the positive, uh, you know, and you know, Western guys that are able to make it in the league, whether it's a short time, whether it's a long time, whether they're practice squad, whether they're starting, you know, they're having success at that level, um, and it you know it reflects back on Western that we're able to recruit these guys, we're able to develop these guys, and prepare them for the league. Um, you know, not everybody's going to have a Jack Dole NFL experience, you know, there nobody's that's, and, and not everybody's going to have that, but we want more of those, uh, for Western. So 
um you know that's that's a great that's great um so let's talk a little austin p matt you still with us yeah man i'm here there he is there he is matt i'll let you talk about austin p first i don't know if you'll be able to stick with us the entire time uh but what did you think of the game on saturday yeah, so um, I think we went in, and obviously it's a it's an FCS team, so you know you expect to win. Um, but they ended up being a little bit more of a challenge for us. And the more that I've looked at it, I really do feel like maybe Austin P is a little bit better than they were supposed to be. I think we, you know, if you look at overall yardage given up and stuff like that, we gave up a little over three hundred yards, so that's not a disaster. Um, we just had. I went back and kind of looked at some stats and stuff. I think it was like seven plays that were kind of bigger chunk plays, and that was the majority of their yards. So if we can just fix some screw-ups, I think we would have been looking at that game a lot differently. There were some other things that happened as well, like the bang-bang play with Hernandez when he returned it for a touchdown. They called it back. Um, the, the kind of freakazoid play where the uh, they fumble on the punt, and our guy, like, tosses it back into his hands um (laughs) those are like just freak accident kind of plays that uh that i think changed the 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 movement of the game and 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 stuff so looking back on it i mean you know we win 38 27 um we took care of business we didn't screw up that's the main thing you don't want to lose um and and i think we say what I said, yeah. yeah, and you don't want any major yeah. injuries. Yeah, I think. By the way, I think um, I think Broderick Martin was hurt, um, but I don't know. It seemed like from Helton's comments post game and stuff like that that it's probably not that big of a deal. But it's certainly something to watch because he he was defensive MVP in the spring. So if the guy can't go, it does affect our D tackle depth, which we were already concerned about. Um, so I really hope it's not a lingering injury. I'm also concerned about Austin Reed. Um, I don't think it. I don't know if it was mentioned on the broadcast. If anybody noticed, whatever at all, but he did go inside the locker room and had his shoulder checked out, and then they came back out and he ended up playing. But if you notice when he pitched to his left, he basically used both hands to pitch it, and it looked really awkward. I think it was because his left shoulder was was giving him some pain. So hopefully, it's no big deal and. You know, they do some PT and he's good to go, but something to watch because even if it's his off shoulder, um, it's they still need to be able to move around and you can't have a bum shoulder trying to play quarterback. So that was kind of my takeaways. I didn't see the injury. Um, I wasn't able to watch the game. Um, I was actually at work (laughs) during the game. Um, But – from what you're, from what I've heard and what what you're describing, it sounds like a like a sprain. And I'm don't hold me to that, but and and he could have just I don't know if he just landed on it and he sprained his AC joint, um, which that's super painful. But you know maybe it's yeah. something he can play through and do a little PT like you said, and maybe he'll be good to go. Um, but nevertheless, um, Alex, what do you think? Rotator cuff. It's um, probably AC ish, kind of something. Something got jammed, something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Alex, what do you think? I was able to catch the second half for the 
game, but I went back and watched the first half via Hilltopper Fault. And for what it was worth, Austin Reed did not have a bad day. 276 yards, four touchdowns, and interception. It was not a bad debut. Running game was a little bit slow, but that was kind of typical at this point. It could use a little bit more work, but the bright side about that is Davion Irvin Boindexter was the leading rusher. He had 15 carries, 48 yards. Receiving, Daywood Davis and Malachi Corley was basically the guys all day. Corley had three touchdowns, which he only had seven touchdowns last year. It's crazy that he's literally on the upswing of passing it by getting at least a third of that. And for the defense, I mean, like Matt said, this was an Austin P team that we really could have taken a lot more serious. This game could have went left quick, but for the most part, we took care of business. And even though it's 38 points, it's still nothing to hang our heads about. Like, we just got to clean up what we had mistakes in the first game and just try to improve for this Hawaii game. Yeah. And that's honestly, that's my opinion is this was more of a preseason warm-up game than an actual game. But at the same point, you don't want to look over it and you don't want a, uh, what was it? Central Arkansas, Maine, you know, you don't yeah. want those things coming yeah, back. Name the list off Indiana state. Yeah. <laughs> Indiana state. Oh Lord Jesus. Oh don't man. Even that nightmare. Uh, But yeah, I mean, there's a lot of things, you know, there's a lot of instances in Hilltopper history where they just screwed the pooch and they either overlooked somebody or, you know, whatever. So, um, you know, we'll talk about it. Going on fourth and three from the 20, tied (laughs) up. Uh, Well. Let's run it into the weak side. Run power. Come on, bro. This should work, bro. Let's do this, bro. Um, (laughs) Yeah. But, you know, it, it, it's running off tackle with no tackle over there. <laughs> but no with the uh, 20 yard line, <laughs> hey, fourth and fourth and 70. It was literally tied. 20 yard line. <laughs> you literally gave them the ball and they kicked a field goal on a three and out. <laughs> you could have just tossed you them idiot. an interception and just let them. God, like, I will never forget that as long as I live. Uh, that was, that was, I honestly, like, at that point, like, to me, that is when you say, as somebody who watches football, you say, he doesn't know football. Mm-hmm. You know, like, there are instances yeah. in games where you go, okay, yeah, he could go for it. You know, you you don't want to get caught up in the in the emotion and the, you know, the game and think, okay, you know, oh, we should go for it. It's fourth and ten. No, 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 no. You know, when it's fourth and one and you're like, we've got to score this series, you know, We've got the momentum. You know, we've had a couple big plays. Okay, let's go for it here. But when it's fourth and five, you're on your own 20, and you're like, go for it. And everybody's like, no, dude, you don't go for that. (laughs) No, you don't go for that. That's perfect example. Perfect example, okay, uh, between quality and not. Mike Sanford goes for it on like fourth and two or three on the 20 tie game. Tyson Helton has fourth and inches and it's like on the 35 and it's actually somewhat debatable and he decides to punt it and this punter kicks it 61 yards and or they get the ball at the eight and then we ended up scoring off of that 
that was a quality decision, even though the crowd was going crazy telling him, go for it, go for it, whatever. He didn't, and it paid off. That's quality decision-making, and that's a huge, huge factor to what, what helps you win and lose. Yeah, those Amen. are good reminders of, like, he is the head coach, and he actually kind of knows what he's doing now, which is nice to see <laughs> because sometimes well, that, that doesn't happen. You know, and honestly, like, that's my thing when we play a lot of these teams is I have more faith in Helton than I did in Sanford. Oh, yeah, easily. Oh, hands yeah. down. You know, and, and there's been some times I disagreed. There's been some times I disagreed, but, I mean, you know, I actually understood the thought process versus, yeah, man, let's – Let's go for it fourth and seven from the 13 in the red zone when we're down three. Yeah, we could just yeah. tie it up, but I want to go for a touchdown. You come know, on, like, come on. We, come on, bro. What were we thinking? Uh, come on. I mean, like, uh, you, you, who are you let's looking Let's run two yards on fourth and four. Man. <laughs> like, yeah, he, he just – of course – on, okay, so just out of curiosity, I did look him up the other day. He is still in Colorado, supposedly. Interesting. Same position? Uh, uh, yeah, as far as I know. Um, so he's, you know, he's doing pretty good. Um, and that's, hey, I wish him all the luck in the world. Um, it's hard to come in after a winning, successful coach like Brom. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, whether if he was winning as much as Brom was, you know, people would still be concerned about the low scoring, you know, or something like that. So I do feel for him. I do have sympathy for him. But at the same time, I do not think he was ready for a head coaching position at Western. He's a recruiting specialist. He should be a position coach, and he should be able to go get his talent, and that's kind of his niche. But I don't yeah. I don't think he has the, the, uh, the expertise to be able to – to run an offense or, or run a program, uh, and I can I can agree with that. Um, um, but he can develop and become a head coach someday. I'm not going to say he's not. Mm-hmm. I won't say that he sure because there are there are good examples of coaches who are recruiting specialists like uh, Joker Phillips, who well, is like the yeah. far you know far worst part of the spectrum. Um. And then there are some like Kenny Payne in basketball, who's, you know, he hasn't played a game yet at Louisville, but Louisville is ready for him. And I think he could be, you know, Mike Sanford, when he settles somewhere, he could be a very good coach, you know, once he finds the right niche. No offense. Yeah, I'm talking about a Bobby good recruiting Petrino coach, about Willie Tackert. Willie's a good one, but he, I think Willie got too yeah, high. Yeah, that would be a good example of somebody who can recruit. Who doesn't screw everything up? He just recruits really well, and he does okay on the code part, but he's fairly successful. Yeah, and honestly, like I think Willie just went he he went too high too quick. Mm-hmm. I um, felt like he was in over his head just with the hires he was getting, but also the opportunities because the same pattern kind of followed at South Florida and Oregon completely agree um he may have been better off at oregon though if he had stayed because florida state was not florida state was in a rebuilding year and it didn't matter who went in there they were going to lose that job oh yeah i don't think i don't think i don't think you know the ghost of bobby bowden could fix that 
Probably not. You know, no. <laughs> you know, there there was a lot of problems there, and that's why I think Jimbo left. But Bobby Petrino's coaching. I mean, that just goes to show For you. For Missouri Matt's State, favorite coach. though, I mean, he's definitely a lot lower tier than what he's been. So, I mean, but he is still around. I think, I think I will go so far as to say I think Mike Sanford could coach at Missouri State. Just saying. Oh, easily, yeah. It, it seems like more of his speed, like just a FCS level or worst case scenario independent, like what, New Mexico State or something? Yeah, I mean yeah. – I, I think it's possible for Mike Sanford to be to be also, able to do that. Someone over in Missouri State right now, Nelson Fishback, he's a, like an assistant coach over there, so he's someone that we should probably be keeping our eye on down the road and kind of see what kind of uh, opportunities he gets. That's a good point. I think he's somebody that could could really be a a pretty good coach prospect in the future, mm-hmm. for sure. My my question is. Hypothetically, do you think he could be a person to replace Helton eventually? Mm, he's still got Would a you fishback? Way down the road. He's he's still young. I wouldn't say he's like that kind of superstar level. I'd say uh what about uh Jamarcus Shepard? Mm-hmm. Um yeah. he'd be somebody. If you remember him, you remember Shep? Uh I think so. He's a he's a black guy. He came on right at the end. He was super oh, I awesome guy. Shep. I remember yeah. Shep. Is that is that okay? Okay. Uh, he's gone over. I went to like Wazoo or something, and Washington State, um, some other places too. I don't know, but he's somebody that I really liked, and I think he's probably close. I'd say uh, Maurice Crum will be another one that down the road could be could come back to Western. Um, also, yeah. another person I don't know if you know that he's coaching right now, but Steph Brown he used to be a wide receiver on. Yeah. Um, he won three rings with Western and everything. Stephon TD Brown. Yes, sir. He's a, <laughs> yeah. yeah. He's working somewhere. I think with some high school being like a some type of yeah. coordinator there. Uh, so I mean, if he were to try to Kenny Martin way, uh, is kind of somebody uh, yeah. that uh, Devin, if you remember him, he kind of has that. Oh yeah. Uh, he was a coach at Western. He's moved on. I think he was at South Florida and some places. But he's somebody that could come back to Western, and um, he's smart enough and he's cool enough and has enough presence that he could handle something like that down the road. Yeah, so. he. Um, I I love Kenny. I love Kenny uh, Martin. Uh, Ken. Yeah, he was uh, he was one of my favorite athletes uh, back at Western. Oh, I won't yeah. say favorite, but he was one of the top. Uh, he, I cannot remember what game that was. He, uh, him and another D lineman were playing rock, paper, scissors between snaps with the offensive line of the other team. <laughs> Funniest thing. That's so iconic. funny. <laughs> yeah. It's like, you know, that's just some of the stuff that happens behind the scenes and you're just like, that's hilarious. Like y'all really doing this. Um, but yeah, they were coming off the sidelines <laughs> and like, yeah, they're like, man, I got cheats. He's, you know, blah, blah, blah. And you're like, what are you doing? And he's like, oh, we're playing rock, paper, scissors with him. I was like, Pfft. Okay, uh, but yeah, Kenny. Uh, Kenny's a good guy. I think he's really smart. I think he could, uh, but I think uh, I think he needs a few more years to kind of develop. Oh yeah, uh, but yeah, he's uh, still young. He's like early thirties, so he's about our also age. Another one. So. Uh, I think it's Cam Clemens. He's a over, over with the Raiders and is like yeah, that's true. Is like a, that's true. Yeah, another person. I was he was at UT too. and yeah, he's he's done well and very smart. 
I think he's got to get a little more intensity. Maybe he's turned that on. But he was he was always like a real steady Eddie kind of guy. So he'd be a more soft spoken coach. But he be he's smart. Yeah, he could definitely pick up on a college job for sure if things with the Raiders don't work out. Especially like if he could go in for I want to say uh, Texas or something, or even go back at UT. Because normally most people that leave UT, they go back for more positioning and then just take off from there. I will say I am remiss. I did not mention this at the beginning of the episode. I here would like to wish Alex a congratulations or condolences for his recent wedding. Oh, yeah. Congrats. Appreciate y'all. Appreciate y'all. At least we didn't play Precious Memories while my wife was walking down the aisle. But (laughs) (laughs) But still, it's a great feeling. It really is a great feeling. Thank y'all so much. Yeah, congratulations, buddy. We appreciate it. Appreciate your uh, your obviously support here. And uh, we're taking you away from the new wife. But, uh, well, you've been married for, what, a few weeks? Three weeks now. Three weeks. There you go. Woo. Yeah. Look at you, man. Yeah, it doesn't tell us all about different, marriage. But it's still know? pretty good. <laughs> Teach me your ways. <laughs> hey, I can write a book. No, you're. <laughs> hey, let me tell you. I'll tell you the secret to a good marriage: communication. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> yeah. Is that yeah, it? I mean, yes. I can get it for you. Hey, just there's a there's a time to talk and there's a time to shut up, and there's one way you will always get the last word. Yes, dear. Yeah. <laughs> yes, dear. Yes, dear. Yes, dear. Uh, but but yeah, congratulations, bud. We're we're happy Thank for you. you. Thank I saw you. you all. I saw you went to the to the uh, Titans game the other day on Facebook. I'm sorry about that, but you know you like them, so it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> no, for I what it's worth, of uh, things are trending in the right direction for now. So hopefully okay. they don't. Is Malik Willis the starting quarterback before the end of the season? I think he is. I probably would say so too, but then again, it's still Ryan Tannehill's team, and for what it's worth, he still got a good reign on his regular season plays. So it's just a step by step basis. Of course, we never know what the, what what happened with his team. So, yeah. I, honestly, there for a second, I didn't know if you're talking about your marriage or are you talking about the Titans. You're like, it's trending in the right direction. I was I'll like, wait, this. my on, marriage is less weeks. toxic than my relationship with the Titans. So I'm more thankful for that. <laughs> I understand. At least I'm only disappointed in November with the Packers, so it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> we, we have that disappointment once a year, and we're good. It, I know it's coming every year, so it's not a new thing. Uh, but anyway, uh, back to Austin P. Um, Can I share my thoughts real quick? Jared, what did you think? I know you said you got you went through the spin cycle. What were your thoughts on the game? Yeah, so it was a, it was a good game. I, obviously, like we talked about the attendance, it's whatever. But I feel like we did really solid, a cool story. So um, I was going to get video of the team running out for the towel rack and it was literally so hot the sun was just beaming down on my phone and it literally overheated like as they were about to start running so i didn't get the video for that so that was a little heartbreaking 
but uh, there was some people that came over beside me and uh, they were recording it too. And it's like, oh, I see you're recording it. Nice. You can get some good pictures from videos. That's what they said. It's like, yeah, I'm recording it for the towel rack. And she looks at me and she's like, no way. You're the towel rack. And she gets the guy's attention. <laughs> and it was Austin Reed's family. It was his dad and his aunt. So I got to meet them. Shout out to Tom. Uh, he was super, super duper nice guy. It was really nice being able to talk to him. He was really complimentary of our work and, it was so funny that out of all people, it was our starting quarterback's dad, but it was really nice talking to them and just kind of shows the kind of name recognition we have now. But I thought that was really interesting, just randomly running into him. And But I mean, as far as the actual game itself, um, I feel like we did good. I think Reed, I think he'll settle into his role. I mean, four touchdowns, one interception, almost 300 yards in his debut. I think that's pretty solid. Um, of course, the defense is the biggest concern I have. I mean, they were getting kind of eat up by uh, Austin Pease quarterback running all over the place. I hope that's something that they can work on, just kind of being more aware of those zone reads and being able to have at least a couple spies on the quarterback at all times whenever we do play another dual threat quarterback like that. That was just kind of an issue. But, I mean, it was just a, overall, I think we held our own – I mean, I know what our struggles against FCS have been like. I mean, heck, when we lost to Central Arkansas, we still ended up having an incredible season that year. So, I mean, I don't really think that meant anything. So, I mean, I'm not really looking too much into this one other than our defense probably needs some work, which it was good that they had this game to kind of see how things would go, maybe iron some stuff out before Hawaii. Um, obviously look at the Vanderbilt game, seeing what all they did to their defense. I think that's going to be big for our offense. If we can hang maybe 40, even 50 points against them this weekend, I think that's going to look really good. Um, whether or not that happens, we'll see. Um, I'm just, a, I'm still very suspicious of our defense though, but I was extremely impressed with Corley. He had three touchdown catches. Super awesome. He's definitely going to be our wide receiver one. Um, I thought the offensive line held up really well too. I don't think Reed got sacked at all. So I mean, he, he had a lot of time in the pocket. He looked pretty solid with the time that he had. I think that if that stays that way, it'll look really good. And I thought it was interesting. I mean, Austin P is from Clarksville. They brought their marching band. They did really good. Even they even brought their cheerleaders and like the governor mascot. I wanted to troll the governor mascot so bad, but I wasn't ever around him. I wanted to yell that Springfield is better than Clarksville because that would probably trigger him immediately. <laughs> that would have been more <laughs> devastating than any WKU thing I could have said because I work in Springfield now and it's pretty close to Clarksville. But I mean, overall, I think our performance was average. I mean, it's what you would expect for a completely new offense and mostly new defense to look like. Um, obviously, things to work on, but we still won. That's all that matters. But uh, I hope we can get some things solidified before we start getting into the thick of our conference schedule. Completely agree. Alex, what, are, what were your thoughts after Saturday? I feel like uh... – Going in, like, overall from Boston P or going into Hawaii? Uh, yeah, poi. Uh, yeah, going into Hawaii, what are you thinking? I feel like uh, it should be a pretty decent game going into Hawaii. This is a team that has not had much stats at all. Despite being annihilated by Vanderbilt, they've only put up 250 yards allowed 197 yards on defense, but this team is also very turnover-prone, too, especially the offense. They already have two fumbles, so if our defense could plug up the gaps a little bit more, it should be a long night for their quarterback. And offense-wise, on our part, I feel like uh, 
we can get the running game involved, keep Reed protected, and Reed just to start slinging it out a little bit more. He's got all the weapons around him, so it's just trying to put him all polished, throwing a little bit, manage the clock a little bit better, and we'll be fine. I think so, too. Um, I would pump the brakes. Um, everybody sees that Vandy score, and they're like, oh, oh, no, I don't think Vandy's awesome by any means, but I think that Western I mean, Western fans need to pump the brakes. Like, you know, Vandy's not awesome, but at the same point, we're not Vandy. Um, so pump the brakes. Vandy went for 600 yards against Hawaii. 601 yards. Passing, we they threw for 197 against Hawaii. That was 404 yards on the ground against Hawaii. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, we do not have the rushing attack that Vandy does. Now, I'm not saying they're awful. I'm not saying anything like that. But we've got to develop those guys a little bit more before they get to that caliber. I think this game will be closer than 16 points is what I'm getting at. Mm-hmm. Um, Jared, what are your thoughts? Yeah, I mean, obviously, I mean, it was their first game of the season, too. So they've still got things that they need to improve on, and there's a good chance that they might. I'm sure they've been looking at how we looked against Austin P, and they're like, wow, this is an FCS school. I mean, we can definitely hang a lot closer with these guys than they probably, like Austin P did. So I feel like this could be a lot closer game. Initially, like before Vanderbilt and everything, I had us losing to Hawaii just for the fact that it's way too early in the season. You're playing basically like midnight, what you're used to, local time over in Hawaii. You'll be jet lagged and everything else. I, I originally had us losing this game in my massive predictions, like every expectation to have article. Like I had us losing this game. But the Vanderbilt score made it more enticing for me to actually think that we have a better chance because we all know how Vanderbilt is at this point. So, I mean, let's be honest. Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. they're constant cellar dweller of the SEC. But, I mean, that's the thing, though. I mean, it was all done on the ground. I mean, they were running all over the place. Is that something that Poindexter and Robichaud and Moses, can they all be able to kind of maybe at least one of them get 100 yards and potentially have someone pretty consistent? I mean, we haven't really had a consistent RB1 since Gage Walker left. So I don't know if that's something that we'll really be able to have. So... I mean, I still feel like we'll air it out. Obviously, that's what our offense is. There's no <laughs> nothing conservative about it. So I, I think it will be a lot closer, but I think I think we can win pretty easily. I, not easily, I, I think we can, I too. Think we I think we can, too. I don't think it's going to be easy. But, uh, Matt, I know you got to go quick. Uh, what are your thoughts? Or not? I think he's already off. Yeah, I think so too. I've got him still on my screen, but that's fine. Um, no way here. here in the middle. Sorry about the background noise. Um, yeah, I'm here. Can you hear me? Just go sit on press row. Yeah, and can, all right. Okay. So, does that like just you real know quick? Um, I think Hawaii. Like you look at the sixty-three to ten. Yeah. Can you hear me? Yeah, you're good. Yeah, we can hear you. Hello. Yeah, we can. Yeah, we can hear you. Yes, sir. Yes, just sir. talk. You, okay. you don't have Sorry, to. Sorry, guys. Us. Just talk. I'm in diddle. I'm losing reception. <laughs> okay. All right. Okay. So anyway, um, I'm thinking Hawaii. Don't look at that 63 to 10 score. 
Um, they scored 35 in the second half. It was 21 to 10 at halftime. So I think it's going to be Coach Helton saying it's going to be a decent team and they're probably going to improve. Um, they're super young and inexperienced, so watch for game one to game two to take a big jump. Um, but I think we'll also take a big jump too, so I expect us to win, but I do think they're going to be better than people are thinking. So completely agree with that. I'm going to play agree ball. with that. I think it's going to work all equal here. No tops, guys. I'll hey, see y'all. Appreciate you, Matt. Thanks for coming, buddy. See ya. All right. See ya, Matt. Okay. So, where do we? Where can we watch this game? Anybody have a clue? The Hawaii game? Yeah. If I you're in Hawaii it. at Spectrum Sports, here, I have no clue. I don't even know if we can actually watch it. You would have to probably go through, like, the back rooms of the internet Maybe talk, if you have a plug in Hawaii that can hook you up, maybe use like their YouTube TV or something and sign it to their account for some local thing. Maybe but I don't think this is one that we will really be able to see if we stay up to watch it anyways. It sort of reminds me of like the Halloween night BYU game that was super late kickoff. <laughs> it's kind of the same thing for me. I remember that one was, oh God. Man, literally just like, only an hour later, so support Sam 100.7. They mm -hmm. will be streaming the game radio no matter what, especially on uh, any radio. Dang, this one is eluding me. What is the radio app? Um, oh, the Hilltoppers app? Yeah, the so other one. one. Yeah, that one and there's something else. Yeah, yeah there's, there's, a, one. there's plenty of radio apps that you can use. I'm sure the Hilltopper app will have it as well. That's the main one that the university uses now. Okay, Ross did post the other day I saw with the T1 Sports. Team 1 Sports. I don't uh, know. The iOS app. I might try that one out. Uh, you may try that. I don't know. I'm going to put it in our show notes. Um, I don't know. I've never used it, so don't, don't be mad if it doesn't work. Um, but I will not be, uh, like I said, I ain't watching it. I'm going to catch it later on Hilltopper Vault or something like that. Yeah, and we'll just go from there. Uh, I just, yeah. Sorry, I'm making notes here. It's nice that we got to play them. I just wish it was at like 2 p.m. local time instead of like whatever actual local time it will be. <laughs> yeah, I but think it's gonna be pretty... six o'clock their time, like six or six thirty. Yeah, see, that's another eleven o'clock in the afternoon game. That's when we should have played at eleven in the afternoon. Was in freaking Hawaii, not in Bowling Green. I wouldn't have gotten roasted to death. <laughs> <laughs> um, let me see here. Honolulu. Worst right case scenario: now. if we had a twelve o'clock kickoff, they would literally okay. be playing at the crack of dawn. You know, we are six. <laughs> We are six hours ahead on the east, east Coast. So right now in Hawaii, it is almost 1 o'clock. That's insane. So if they played at 1 o'clock on Saturday, like it'd be 7 o'clock here. That's not bad. Yeah, that's doable, I guess. They yeah, that's doable. Yeah, just but cook some breakfast and watch the game. Yeah, cause, so that's like a 6 o'clock kickoff for them. Mm -hmm. So, But anyway. Um, I'm just making, making some show notes here for our listeners uh but yeah so uh alex what are, what are your thoughts where are we at on uh where are we at on alex's radar for this game what are we what are if we got to put a number on it what are you saying honestly it's not gonna be a blowout but let's just go for what it is 35 
to 17 toppers, but I feel like we're going to get at least 20 of those 35 points in the fourth quarter. Okay. 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 That's not bad. That's not bad. Jared, what are your thoughts? Yeah, I mean, I hadn't really thought of like an actual score prediction yet. We'll have to do that prediction article here pretty soon. But, you know, I still I originally thought we would lose this game, but I think that we can win. So I'm going to take the tops, like Alex said, 35, but Hawaii 30. I still Ooh, think that it's okay. a lot closer of a game than we anticipate. But like you said, Alex, I still think that usually, yeah, we score a lot of our points in the first half. That's just kind of always been Western's trend. Um, I think that that's doable, but I feel like we need to have a good, strong fourth quarter. I think the defense is still solid. I mean, they did have a couple of takeaways against Austin P. That's could That could make or break the game. If we're able to get an interception or two or a fumble recovery or something, I think that could completely change the outcome of the game if we're able to get a couple as opposed to maybe us having a couple with hopefully no interceptions or fumbles or anything dumb. So, I mean, special teams, it's very, very overlooked, but that's what really breaks, makes or breaks you sometimes. So I hope that we can have some pretty clean playing on that end. Uh, Hopefully we'll probably have at least one good special teams play where it just turns into a touchdown, whether it's a putt return or some very zany kickoff return. Or maybe we're kicking it off to them and they fumble it and we recover for a touchdown or something. That would be great. Oh, yeah. I'm going. I'm kind of going with Jared on this. I'm going to say it's about a five-point difference. I'm going to say 32-27. We're going to make it close. It's going to be a close game, and I'm going to wake up about 4 o'clock in the morning and be like, yes, just <laughs> randomly because, you know, my old man, you know, body is going to be like, oh. And then fall asleep immediately after looking at the score. Yep. Roll over, get a nice little fist bump in the air, and then go back to sleep. Uh, wow. Um, so Matt, I'm texting him right now. He says forty five thirteen. I think he's I think he's hopped up on some top juice. Maybe so, but I mean, I don't know. I mean, Vanderbilt. hey, it's possible. Uh, it's possible. Um, I think it, it's a lot to. Um, or maybe we're just wrong. Hour. Maybe this is Vandy's year. Maybe they win the East this year in the <laughs> SEC. Maybe we're all wrong. Hey, you know, we could be. It's possible. A Vanderbilt-Georgia um, game in the SEC's high would probably just blow everybody's mind. If Vanderbilt beat Georgia in football this year, I think the college football would just collapse upon itself. <laughs> no, wait. Uh, I'll take that back. Vanderbilt's in the East. Yeah. SEC East, right. So it would be... Well, hell, never mind then. Of course, the SEC is expanded again, so yeah, it's it's worst case scenario: Vanderbilt, Vanderbilt versus Texas A and M for the SEC title. I'm calling it now. <laughs> no, Eventually, it's just going to be versus Bama for it all, for everything, <laughs> yeah. for all the marbles. <laughs> Eventually, it's all going to be like that. Um, I think it's all going to be Power Five schools, and then everybody else. Yeah. It's like at least two power conferences and then everybody else is just by themselves. Exactly. You'll have Eastern schools, Western schools, you'll have North schools, South schools, whatever. And that'll be it. And that's, you know, schools with a weird mascot conference Hmm. like us with coastal Carolina or. (laughs) Yes. We're going to get thrown in there somewhere. Um, so, like I said, I just want to recap real quick. Um, 
the game, we have no idea. Um, there's a couple apps, Team One Sports, if you want to check it. Um, if not, check out Hilltop Revolt. I'm sure he'll have it up maybe Sunday afternoon, so you can check it there. Um, Sport the Tower Rack. Uh, they're pumping out articles all the time. You know, they're getting all the no- news and all that good stuff. Um, and then starting next week, I will remind you, if you are a, if you join our Patreon, you will get a chance to be on our Discord server. So you'll hear all the news and all the gossip before it comes on the podcast. You'll get daily, even up to the minute, you can ask us stuff, and we'll be able to message you right back. Um, so join our Patreon. That's even at the lowest level, guys. That's the cheapest you can get in. You can get on our Discord server. And your name's going to go on in the ep- end of the episode on YouTube, and you know we'll give a shout-out for our you know producers, our executive producers. They'll get shout-outs uh, randomly. We'll draw a name out of the hat and pick one. Uh, but definitely, we appreciate your support. If you want to, if you're not able to financially do it, you know, just like, share the episode. You know, help spread the Red Out Nation, and uh, we appreciate it, guys. Uh, like I said, we'll be back next week to talk talk uh, Hawaii recap, and we'll be going more football and uh, other news, other sports news around the hill. So uh, hopefully, talking thanks, about Bill. the volleyball win against Louisville. I hope. Oh my gosh! Yes. Yes, please. Which, by the way. By the way, if you are in Bowling Green and the tops win, somebody make sure Matt gets home, okay? That's all I'm asking. Make sure that guy gets home, please. He's got a wife and kids, just for us. Um, But as always, guys, go tops. Go tops. Go tops.